بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم we continue the topic on salah described and the part we will be dealing with is the recitation of the ma'mum we are talking about the uh, situations of the imam and the ma'mum and uh, today inshallah we'll talk about the recitation of the imam and the ma'mum one of the opinions regarding this matter uh, is that the first position is that there is no recitation for the ma'mum in under any situation absolutely the ma'mum the one led in salah does not recite anything and that if he stands in the salah silent in all of the ruku' units his salah is valid his salah is valid this is the first opinion. What was or what is the dalil, the evidence for those who said so? They cited a hadith which states, Man kana lahu imam, whoever has an imam leading him in salah, faqira'atul imami lahu qira'ah. Then the recitation of the imam is a recitation for him. This is general they said, comprising the secret salah as well as the loud salah. And, so, and, and they said that this is a text that the recitation of the imam is a recitation for the ma'mum, the one led. However, this hadith is not authentic. It is da'if, weak, as Imam Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, mentioned in his tafsir. Uh, and Al-Hafiz Ibn Hajar Rahimahullah said that it is da'if by the agreement of the masters of hadith and so if it is weak then taking it as evidence drops that is because taking a text as evidence the validity of taking a text as evidence requires two conditions remember that the first condition is Sahatul Hadithi ila Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The hadith uh, narration to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is authentic. The narration itself is authentic. Secondly, that the denotion for the ruling is also valid and authentic or and correct. So, if it is not therefore valid in terms of its relation to the Messenger وسلم, then it is rejected. And if on the other hand it is authentic to the Prophet وسلم, but it's incorrect in the donation, in the donation uh, do, uh, uh, do, what it denotes then the using it therefore as an evidence on the ruling is also rejected. 
then also assuming for the sake of argument that it is authentic it doesn't indicate that the ma'mum has no recitation whatsoever upon him either in the silent or in the loud salah rather it it denotes that there is no recitation upon him in the loud salah because according to the text of this narration Qira'atul Imam lahu qira'ah the recitation of the Imam is a recitation for the Ma'mum indicates that the Ma'mum heard it and so it was sufficient he took it for himself uh, for not reciting for his recitation it is sufficient for his recitation it stands sufficient so he doesn't have to perform his recitation but the hadith is daif, weak as mentioned earlier and therefore we cannot take it as a basis for the ruling in sharia uh, is to be established on a weak uh, on a weak hadith or weak evidence this is because it will be utterance upon Allah by that which we know that it is not authentic So this is not even uh, relating uh, of Allah or, relate or, or saying about Allah without knowledge. But this is even what? More severe. That is because if we affirm a ruling based upon hadith, da'if, weak hadith, then this is severe or more severe, is worse than uh, saying upon Allah without knowledge. Because we are affirming what we know not to be true. So what is the preponderating opinion therefore concerning this matter? Is that the ma'mum, the ma'mum, this is the second opinion, it is obligatory upon the ma'mum, the one led in the prayer, to recite the fatiha in all of his salah secret or otherwise loud meaning and this is in opposition in direct uh, rather not opposition it is in direct contrast with the first opinion right this second opinion and it is the preponderating opinion that the ma'mum must recite the fatiha now what are the evidences for this first evidence is the general hadith, the general wording of the hadith of the Prophet والسلام, and it is an agreed upon hadith when he والسلام, said لا صلاة لمن لم يقرأ بفاتحة الكتاب there is no salah meaning valid for someone who does not recite the Fatiha, the opening chapter of the Kitab, of the book, meaning the Quran. And the opening chapter of the Quran is Surah Al-Fatiha. Surah Al-Fatiha. It's called the opening chapter. La salata liman. Liman here is, indicates generality, meaning for whoever does not recite the Fatiha. Whether he is ma'mum or imam, 
or single, meaning singular, uh, praying in, uh, alone, individual. Some people said this negation in this hadith, la salata, there is no salah, they said this can be carried to mean negation of perfection, not negation of validity. And they cited as a proof, they cited as a proof for this argument, the report in Sahih Muslim from Abu Huraira, the Sahabi, the companion, radiallahu anhu, that the Prophet sallallahu said, كل صلاة لا يقرأ فيها بأم القرآن any salah in which the Umm al-Qur'an, the mother of the Qur'an, meaning the opening chapter, or the opening chapter as another narration, then a salah that la yuqra'u fiha, in which there is no recitation of the Fatiha, fahiya khadaj, meaning, and he repeated it three times, the Prophet ﷺ, and the khadaj is the uh, thing which is fasted, uh, uh, Corrupt, quote unquote, and so therefore it is a, uh, invalid. So we need to reward this, therefore, that this opinion states that the when the person does not recite the Fatih, whether he is Imam or Ma'mum or praying alone, then it is invalid. And we cannot take the negation as a negation of perfection because of the evidence is in, is in Sahih Muslim of Abi Huraira, which we just gave, indicating that it is invalid, that the negation is a negation of validity. But if someone says this hadith that you cited is general, and we have another general hadith and a verse in the Quran, in the Quran, Allah says in Surah Al-A'raf, chapter 7, verse 204. So when the Quran is recited, listen to it. And be silent, that you may receive mercy. This is the verse. What does this indicate? This indicates that we that the person should what? Should? Huh? The ma'mum should in this case what? Be? Be what? Huh? Be silent. Be silent. Meaning he should not recite when his imam when his imam recites the fatiha. So they said this is this is evidence from the Quran that the ma'mum, the one led in salah, must listen. Now they cited also another narration in which the Prophet وسلم, said concerning the Imam, Ida Qara'a Fa'ansitu. If the Imam recites, then be silent. They indicated that these two textual proofs, Surah Al-A'raf 7204, and this hadith, if the Imam recites, then be silent, they indicate the general commandability, or the command to be silent, 
whether for the in case of the recitation of the Fatiha or other than the Fatiha, whether the Imam recites the Fatiha or other than the Fatiha. What's the answer therefore to this? What is the answer? This was answered by the following. Yes, this is Sahih, this is correct, and that it is general concerning the Fatiha and other than the Fatiha, and that the Ma'moom, if his Imam recites, then he is to be silent. However, this Umum, this generality, is restricted by another one. By the saying of the Prophet ﷺ, لا صلاة لمن لم يقرأ بفاتحة الكتاب There is no salah for the one who does not recite فاتحة الكتاب. This statement of the Prophet ﷺ, when he said it, he said it, after he finished Salat al-Fajr, when he recited in Salat al-Fajr, and the recitation became heavy on him, after he left, he said, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَقْرَؤُونَ خَلْفَ إِمَامِكُمْ It may be that you are reciting uh, behind your Imam, following your Imam. They said, إِيُّ اللَّهِ Oh yeah, oh by Allah, we do. قَالَ لَا تَفْعَلُوا إِلَّا بِأُمِّ الْقُرْآنِ He said, don't do except in the mother of the Qur'an, or by the mother of the Qur'an, meaning recite only the mother of the Qur'an, فَإِنَّهُ لَا صَلَاةَ لِمَنْ لَمْ يَقْرَأْ بِهَا Because there is no salah valid for the one who does not recite it. So this is an explicit text in which salah, the Prophet ﷺ in this salah, this is a loud salah or silent salah, salat al-fajr. This is loud, right? It is not, huh? it is not silent. This is Fajr loud. So therefore from this they concluded that what you are saying is yes, recitation is to be listened to and everything with the exception of, huh, you answer me, with the exception of what? With the exception of the Fatiha. With the exception of the Fatiha, the opening chapter. So you cited uh, general comments and we know that the general command can be restricted by particular ones. Similarly, this can be applied to the general command that you cited when you said that the Prophet ﷺ said, if the Imam recites, then you listen. We say, yes, the Imam recites, we listen, except for Fatihat al-Kitab. Because we have this proof with the Prophet ﷺ in Salat al-Fajr. This is the famous opinion from the opinion of Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah. And Ibn Muflih, the great student of Sheikh al-Islam, Ibn Taymiyyah, he said, and it is the most apparent opinion. Meaning that the obligation to recite the Fatiha for the Ma'moom, even in the loud Salah, is stronger in its apparent evidence. But you know, his Sheikh, Sheikh al-Islam, Ibn Taymiyyah, did not go for that. What did he go for? He went for that it is obligatory upon the Ma'moom to recite the Fatiha in the secret Salah, but not in the loud Salah.
he argued that the loud salah if the imam recites then his recitation is a recitation for the ma'mum what was his evidence he said doesn't he the ma'mum make ta'meen when the imam says doesn't he say ameen and so had it not been a recitation for him it would not be correct for him to make ta'meen on it he said because the one who makes ta'meen on the invocation for the invocation the dua is like the doer of the dua where did he find a proof for this listen to his proof he said in Musa alayhi salam in Surah Yunus chapter 10 verse 88 to 89 وَقَالَ مُوسَى رَبَّنَا إِنَّكَ أَمْوَالِهِمْ وَاشْدُدْ عَلَى قُلُوبِهِمْ فَلَا يُؤْمِنُ حَتَّى يَرَوُ الْعَذَابَ الْأَلِيمِ قَالَ قَدْ أُجِيبَتْ دَعْوَتُكُمَا Musa said, O oh Lord, you have indeed bestowed on Fir'aun and his chiefs splendor and wealth in the life of this world, our Lord, that they may lead men astray from your path. Our Lord, destroy their wealth and harden their hearts so that they will not believe until they see the painful torment Allah said verily the invocation of you both is accepted so you both keep to the straight way and follow not the path of those who know not the truth in this text don't we read that the invocator the caller is Musa and Musa said, right? Right? Don't we see that there? And Musa said, okay. So, how come then the duality came later? When Allah said, the invocation of you both is accepted. You see that? Who was the one who made the dua? Who was the one who made the dua? Musa. And Allah said, Musa, yes. But Allah said what? Both, the, verily the invocation of you, of you what? Musa, Musa and whom? Musa and whom? Referring to whom? Harun. Aaron, Harun. His brother. Yes, Harun. Yes. So how did this uh, duality came? The scholars said, that is because Musa was invoking and Harun making ta'meen. So Allah attributed the call to both, although the caller is, how many? Although the caller is, huh? 
is one. But since the other was listening to him, see the point? But since the other was listening to him, making ta'meen on his dua, the invocation was for both of them, right? Right? You see that? This is what the, the people of knowledge mentioned. So they concluded the same. We say, they said, we say the same. If the Imam recites the Fatiha, and while you are listening to him, and you make ta'meen when the Imam says, after saying, it is as if you are reciting it. And therefore, accordingly, it is not binding upon you to recite you ma'mum, you led while you are in the loud salah if you hear the recitation of the imam in the fatiha this choice is the choice of whom this opinion is the opinion of whom hmm. this conclusion this is the, the conclusion of Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah. This was not his only deduction or his proof or his argument. He also took as supporting evidence for his view the generality of the hadith of Abu Hurairah that the Prophet sallallahu left uh, one day a salah which he prayed and it was loud recited loudly and then but he said Mali Quran what's happening that I am being conflicted with the Quran meaning the others behind him were reciting with him then he said people ceased from recitation in that salah when the Prophet ﷺ made the loud recitation in it. So Ibn Taymiyyah concluded that this is also general. This applies, he said, for both situations. He also argued from another point of view. He said there is a sound argument also, he said. He said the meaning of this text necessitates that how could we say to the ma'mum you recite and his imam is reciting. Here in this case the recitation the loud recitation of the ma'mum in this case will be in vain without a benefit. He said because the benefit from the imam reciting loud is for the ma'mum to hear the recitation and follow him. And in this way the following is manifested correctly, he said. Now you understand the Shaykh, uh, Shaykh Islam's opinion now on this and his argument? So, which of these... Now, the first one is very weak. The first opinion 
is very weak. What is the first opinion? Let us review quickly. What is the first opinion? What is the first opinion? Which is very weak. Which one? To keep silent under all circumstances. No recitation whatsoever. Right? This is the... This is the... Uh, no recitation of the ma'mum. This is very weak. The second opinion, that it is obligatory upon the ma'mum in all salah, secret or loud, obligatory to recite the Fatiha. Are we following now? We are following now? The third opinion, and this is that of Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, that it is obligatory on the ma'mum in the secret salah only. That it is obligatory upon the ma'mum in the secret salah only. Now, now you have the picture now. You have the picture understood now. Is it wrapped up now? Is it wrapped up with the evidences and so forth? No, no response, then maybe they are not here. So far, therefore, these are the three opinions. Now, um, our Sheikh, Rahimahullah, Muhammad bin Salih al-Uthaymeen, said, if the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, if the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam left Salat al-Fajr and it was a loud Salah in the recitation and forbade them to recite after the Imam except with the Fatiha except reciting the Fatiha he said then there is no saying for any person after the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam no saying for anyone after the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to take precedence and he said that there is no doubt that the saying with the details presented by Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah is a strong one in terms of the the, uh, the, the related evidences but no one can stand to oppose what is denoted by the hadith of Ubad ibn samit concerning the forbiddance of the Prophet وسلم, forbidding them to recite uh, following the Imam except by Umm al-Quran, by the Fatiha and therefore he, rahimahullah, concluded that the preponderating opinion in this situation is that the recitation of the Fatiha is a must upon the ma'mum in the loud and in the secret salah and it is not dropped Listen, it is not dropped or lifted uh, 
for the ma'mum unless he encounters the imam in ruku' or he encounters the imam standing but could not catch him to complete the fatiha such that when he came the imam went into ruku' in this case it's dropped in this case it is dropped you understand this is the opinion of our shaykh rahimahullah concerning these uh, different opinions and uh, we will stop here inshallah ta'ala and I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this a benefit for myself and for all of you Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam